Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Hello, how's Ray, it going? How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Um, welcome everyone to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am the host, Freddie Rivas. And uh, why don't you say hi, Matt? Hi, I'm Matt. I'm the producer. How's everybody doing? Everyone's doing Everyone's good. Doing good. Yeah, his last name's <laughs> Matt Duncan. If you want to follow him on social media, Matt. Matt underscore Dunks. Wow, uh, man, you gotta put got a yourself bunch of Twitter accounts. Put yourself out there for once. Um, <laughs> we got a we got a super fun podcast today. Uh, if you've never listened to this podcast before, we are fan podcast. We have lots of opinions. There are second and third wave <laughs> opinions because we're not journalists. But uh, we're hardcore Raptors fans, uh, and we like to talk, okay? Um, got some awesome guests, uh, both returning guests. Uh, I've, uh, I'll have i bring in the guy whose jump shot I know, and it's really cool because oh, it's, yeah. it's over the head, and it's really fun. Um, he's one of the best producers in the entire city. Uh, why don't you give it up at home for Matt McCready? Oh, yeah. I produce shots, and I do not produce comedy shows. Matt McCready, 85. <laughs> 85. I don't even know what that's in reference to. I was born in 83. So, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I got married recently. Hey. hey. Uh, uh, but you were t- you told me to keep banter short, so it's going fine. <laughs> okay. That's all yes. we need to know. Fair enough. Don't want kids. <laughs> Honestly, that's okay with me. Um, let's bring on our next guest. Recent father loves kids. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. You're right on the, the not wanting kids. Just don't do it. You know. <laughs> he got caught in a monsoon on the way here. I sure did. Um, last time he brought a laptop. This time he doesn't have one. It's probably a little chip. And I was a little plane. eager. I was a little eager last time. Oh, uh, last it was time. great. I was into it. Um, give it up at home for Peter Meyer. Oh, I like it's the same one. The nice like Egyptian theme. This is your mysterious. Theme. Yeah. This is my theme. You keep track. I like this a lot. I Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> mysterious. We try and personalize around here. Pretty soon I I think any day now we're going to have mugs for all of our guests. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mugs mean, are coming. Be nice. So many mugs. We're going to have I just, would like that. Every time a guest comes, they get a mug. Just <laughs> easy peasy. Um Matt, do you give me the same theme song each time? Absolutely. Oh, Fucking awesome. I gotta yeah. remember that for yeah. next time I come on. It's called Rhinoceros if you want to put it on your phone or something. Oh, yeah. What's your name? Yours is called, called Mischief Maker. Mischief Maker. <laughs> Very apt. Amazing. What's awesome about Matt's music is that. Half the time, it just sounds like some like a rave on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> like wh- whatever database you're going to, yeah. a lot of the songs sounds like someone's on the Toronto Island beach and they're just tripping out, absolutely, and uh, naked sure. throwing frisbees. <laughs> yeah. um, let's get rolling here, Matt. Wh- why don't you tell everyone at home, uh, everyone here, something we don't know about Danielle Marshall? Danielle Marshall. He played two seasons with the Raptors on uh, December 1st, 2003. He was traded along with Jalen Rose and Lonnie Baxter for Antonio Davis, Jerome Williams, and Chris Jeffries. Now, here is something you don't know, Freddie. Ooh, because I had no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so he only played two seasons with the Raptors, but he did have a fantastic game. Uh, in one of those okay. <laughs> seasons, all right? Until November 7th, 2016, he held and shared the NBA record with Kobe Bryant and Steph Curry <sighs> for the what? most three-point Three. field goals made in a game. What? When he made 12 of 19 attempts against the Sixers on March 13th, 
2005 for the raps. Here's the deal, Matt. I knew that. Did you really? I yeah. remember that game. And I'm pissed. Holy no, shit. So what did he finish? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, uh, uh, he had 12 threes. It was amazing. Yeah. What did he finish with? Um, 12 threes. That's it. Oh, you mean points. in total? In total. Oh, total points. At uh, least 36. Yeah, yeah, exactly. More than that. 37, it's 37 points. I bet you hit <laughs> one free throw. Yeah. Um, but no, Matt, uh, I'm just being a jerk. That wow. is a good fact. People need to be reminded of that. Uh, obviously, Steph Curry and the, the new Kobe NBA has, has taken threes to a whole different place. But that game was bonkers when it happened. Yeah. If you look at his season with the Raptors, uh, his like main season, he had an amazing statistical year. It's like one of the I'm all-time sure best yeah. Raptor big man seasons. Well, and he, it's like Mike James. Mike he, James had one of the best Raptor right. statistical seasons. He, he, played some, uh, he played some really like effective years with LeBron, didn't he? Uh, he was okay. He 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 kind of like uh, his. He's like uh, Parker and Moon. Once they went to uh, play with Cleveland, they weren't as good as they were in, in Toronto. Right. Oh, Parker and Moon. You know what? We'll be profiling those guys. Uh, not today. Uh, no. Um, but uh, Matt, why don't you give me a big old Parker and Moon sound like sting. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was great. <laughs> I want to know what you're going to say, though. Parker and Moon. Parker yeah, and Moon sound like tertiary Buffy the Vampire Slayer characters. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, Not worth the wait. <laughs> honestly, worth the wait. I thought and so. Even, okay, great, great. Three for three. All right. Even more so worth the wait is this big Raptors news item I got. Mm. I got to talk to you uh, mm-hmm. guys about. Peter, uh, we'll start with you. Um, wow. And if I can just ask you to be as calm as possible. Sure. Um, how do you feel about uh, Kay Felder? Um, <laughs> excited, uh, nervous, yeah. a little scared, ex- uh, you know, excited again. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Actually, I kind of like it. I'm excited, you know, for one reason, not for him, you know, cracking the, the raps roster, yeah. which he probably won't do i mean he's kind of competing for that 15th spot and i think uh if i'm not mistaken he's signed to a two-way so it's a scenario where i think he can earn a two-way based on the contract that he has so yeah. oh it's so it's not like a malachi richardson no, like it's no. not oh, a two-way well malachi's just got a straight-up contract oh. he was a first-round pick i gotta bone up on my contracts um i think uh well, I th- so I think who Lorenzo are two-way guys has a two-way and, contract and boucher that that guy from montreal we just signed right he's two-way uh, i don't know yeah Fair yeah, enough, I do not know. Fan, fan perspective, guys. Yeah, fan perspective, okay? <laughs> well, well, what do you want? What do you want? Journalists? Forget about it. Um, sorry. Uh, Matt, you got you got any thoughts on Felder? Felder? Uh, I remember, like, last year watching the Raptors, we would, we would always uh, crush Chicago's second unit. Uh-huh. Like, every... I remember that... I think they played Chicago in the first game of the year. It was the first time we saw the bench mob, the five-on-five. Five. Um... And they just crushed. I, I don't think Kay was in that game. I think he was in the subsequent game. But I remember just them always crushing whoever their point guard was, like uh, either Van Vliet or uh, DeLon would just run all over them. And Kay Felder was one of those guys. Um, so I think he's totally adequate as the Raptors' sixth or fifth uh, point guard on the depth chart. Yeah. Because I think he'll be fun in uh, Mississauga. I think it'll be a great time. Oh, That's man. what I'm looking forward to. Like, he's like the one thing I, that I checked out, he has the second highest recorded vertical jump. Yeah. From, you I know, saw that crazy. too at the combo. And he's crazy fast. Yeah. You know, and uh, in the G League, is he, he really up, small? Yes. He's yeah. he said he, nine at most. Oh, okay. Because he idolizes Isaiah Thomas. I was like, oh, it's got to be a small Which thing. Which one? Um, the newest one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Good for him. But, yeah. you know, it'd be fun like seeing him on the G League. 
You know, that's what I'm looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, like, yeah. he's going to be like he like leading like uh, that squad right mm-hmm. at, at point guard. Like, that's that'll be fun. Like, he's just going to be a fun guy to watch. G League highlights for sure. Maybe he's like honestly where his like he can't really uh, shoot threes very well. So maybe like where his like uh, ceiling is right now is the Isaiah Thomas uh, 2.0 of the G League. Um, But yeah, I don't really. He had a 41 point game last year in the G League. Hmm. So he like averaged like over 20 points. Yeah. You know, that's not nothing. No, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we've given this guy enough time. That's it. Um, honestly, <laughs> we'll probably never see him Listen, in a Toronto Raptors uniform. Felder, if you yeah. want, if you want, uh, on the, back pod. On the pod. Yeah. Prove it. Okay. <laughs> Prove yourself. Whoa. Just kidding. Come Welcome back. to Toronto. I hope you love Mississauga and Toronto. And, um, yeah, if I see you, I'll be a uh, starstruck. I hope he blows out. That'd be fun. Oh yeah. It'd be so great if the Raptors totally had like another fun. Bogues type of thing. And, and he, there's a chance. Thing. I mean, it's not, it's not a big chance, but I mean, he's got the, he's got the athleticism, obviously. Right. Yeah, I think it's probably not going to happen. So but detrimental. You I just mean, have to be so maybe. good to be that size and be a good we, player. We could have a bunch of point guards get injured. I hope not. Me too. We have a lot of. <laughs> I really, really hope we never see Kay Felder <laughs> yeah. play this year. Honestly, I'm sorry I said that. Um, okay, here's another very serious question. I'm going to start with you, Matt. Mm. Um, so uh, we signed Kawhi's like a San Diego buddy. I, th- right, I think it's yeah. I think it's his rebounder for when he puts up shots. Mm-hmm. Um, is catering to Kawhi? The right idea. I think he had more responsibility for the Spurs than just that. Am I wrong? I thought he was like their video, like he would run a lot of stuff in the video room. Am I wrong? Oh, no, th- I think he was guy? respected. Yeah. Like I heard oh. uh, a Spurs analyst talking about him. Yeah. About, um, was it on Lowe's podcast? Yeah, on? it was. Yeah, yeah. And about how he was actually really good. And he had, you know, he didn't just stick around for Kawhi. Like he was a pretty big oh. part of that, uh, that, uh, the team. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's like a, a savant or anything when it comes to that kind of stuff. But from what all I've heard about him, he, that he was at the very least competent at his job, if not good, uh, and a hard worker and a good guy to have around the organization. So I don't really see any uh, negatives to it. Fair enough. I, I don't know why I thought, I, I guess maybe the first couple of things I read just framed it as it being his friend. I, yeah, you were reading and- a lot of Michael Grange, weren't you? Maybe I was, <laughs> honestly. But I mean, it's not a weird. You're listening, I, Grange. I'm coming at you. I have no idea. I just threw that name out there. But yeah. it's not that weird of a thing. I mean, he is one of the elite players. I mean, this is something that happens with elite players. I mean, they have right. their someone that makes them feel comfortable. I mean, the one thing that I do sort of worry about, and I think other people are talking about, I, I although I don't necessarily agree with it, is that having a guy that's that close to Kawhi, if Kawhi has problems, he's going to go to him. Right. Like uh, he's going to go to him. And right. And there's going to be a bond. Yeah. And there's going to be a bond between those two. And how open is communication going to be if his, you know, he's his one sounding board sort of, you know, I think that's yeah. sort of the the concern. But I mean, it could be the opposite effect. I mean, Kawhi seems like a shy guy. He, You know, he's already on the outside kind of joining another squad. If he has at least a, a bud who's actually maybe able to, you know, kind of. Be coddle, good in conversation. Coddle kind him. Of, yeah, for sure. Coddle him. Coddle. Coddle him. Get That's his it. rebounds and do nothing else. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I do think we're just kind of reading it into it too much. Okay. Right? Yeah, I don't think it's honestly a big deal at all. It sounds very uh, Doug Fordian, really, to even like debate this. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, it's like, what's the big deal? It doesn't seem like a huge thing to me. Uh, I mean, like, people are always going to have like. Guys, uh, my podcast is weekly now, okay? <laughs> this is what's happening. It's end of so August. Sorry. Yeah. I, it's worth talking about for sure yeah. because yeah. it is a talking point, but yeah. I think like to get too worked up about it either way is yeah. like uh, strange. So like throwing for me, for instance, this morning, throwing an absolute tantrum. Did you? 
No. <laughs> um, but if I did, like, you know what I mean? If I was like just throwing shit around my house, like that's not normal, right? Right. It's like when uh, Babcock <laughs> came in and he took away Vince Carter's mom's parking space. And he's like, there's a new regime in town. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> I know. <mean. laughs> oh, I thought you meant Mike Babcock for a second. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing to do. You bastard. Coach <laughs> of the Leafs comes in. It's like, who, you still have this parking spot for Yeah, her? he's just <laughs> clearing up the books. Yeah, a decade later. <laughs> oh, who's this? Who's parking spot is this? Yeah, Mike thing. Babcock crosses the T's and dots the I's and he comes in. Um, okay, well, uh, speaking of, you know, re- reading into things too much, um, <laughs> I saw in Real GM today, there, there was an article that said, it wasn't even really an article, but it said um, that Kawhi still prefers Lakers over Clippers. Zero source, and it didn't even say <laughs> um, says a source. Well, I used they to, just said that as to show you fact. where Real you GM is. Sometimes I used to be a columnist for Real GM, like I used like seven years ago when I didn't know anything about basketball. What and you just yeah. kind of made it up? Yeah, I, it was called McCready Malarkey. There's like I wrote like seven pieces for them. Get out! Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> They're bad. Real don't don't look them up. <laughs> no, get, get back in there, man. Holy smokes. Yeah. Um, I should have stuck with it. <laughs> totally, dude. Oh, man. You're... I just got bored. I started doing comedy stuff, and I was like, I prefer doing this than like, writing NBA. So did they fact check? Yeah. Is there any like no. vetting going on? They would take away when I would call out Kobe for uh, his, his raping too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mainstream. Main... Yeah. yeah we they would we don't like, hate we don't... that here. Because it's, it's, it's a part of the truth. Because it's already started to happen. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Not a big um, fan. That's fair. Anyways, it. what were we talking about? I forget. Real GM. The, oh, yeah. Real GM. Real, real, real GM. Um, but yeah, so... So what is that? Is that just like because the Lakers were rumored at some point they'll be... I, I, think it's be... Because, I think it's because of the Bruce Bowen thing. He's like, oh, right. man, you fired a guy for me? I just feel bad for the guy. Fuck you, Clippers. You know, does, oh, like a, does Bowen and uh, Leonard get along? Do they have a history together? It doesn't know. seem like it. Seemed I, like Bowen no, kind of no. threw him under the bus, though. Apparently, they don't did. like each other. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. I kind of read into it, sort of like it was weird. I mean, I heard the the interview, and it was sort of just like what everyone's saying, you know. And then like the Clippers fire him, which just seemed strange and like a very Clippersy kind of thing to do. Hmm. Um, but I can imagine just like if I was Kawhi, being like, "What the fuck." Like feeling kind of shitty about it. I feel bad that he lost his job. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's maybe. Fair. Yeah, I have no idea. Probably not. Again, so, reading into Kawhi is just such a weird case. I mean, we everyone reads into every single thing okay. way too much. Let's keep doing it. Peter, yeah. Kawhi, this year. Yeah. Um, how much did the Raptors focus on re-signing him for the future versus just having an excellent year this year? Are they kind of the same thing? I'm sure there's lots of overlap, but, you know... What would you prioritize if you were Masai right now? Would you say, hey, it's all about, like, if 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 he wants to rest 60 games, that's fine. Because we want him to resign. And that's going to help us make him resign. Yeah. I mean, I think you know that, I think that you know, the better the team is, the, the better chance that he signs, obviously, right? So the other thing is he's going to play. You know, he's not going to sit. I mean, he's got free agency coming yeah. up, right? No, I, so, I I just threw up a wild hy- hypothetical, but I'm sure yeah. he will play because he wants some money, right? I mean, he's I don't know. Prove himself as yeah, I, I think that I think you do this year. I think you focus on this year because it is just a window. You know, I, I it's a window where you have a, a top five player and uh, a very good team. And they do have a legitimate chance of making a very deep playoff run. But I don't think if he leaves next year, it's the it's the end of the world. 
You know, I, I really don't. I, I sort of think that uh, I, I'd rather that situation than having to kind of think about DeRozan kind of sticking around and and the money we'd be paying him. I kind of I liked the move for the money reasons and for the future if Kawhi does leave. See, I'm I'm not with that. I I, I think that. Well, sorry, I'm 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 with you, but like seventy five percent. Right. So I think. Um, I don't think DeRozan and Lowry had they stayed for me. That wasn't a bad situation. We're coming off 59 wins. Didn't bother me. And I think also the window is a little bit, um, it's a little bit exaggerated in the sense of, I don't think people are giving our young guys enough credit. I'm not saying OG is as good as Tatum or anything like that, but I do think that for me, I was more nervous last year and halfway through the season, I was kind of like, oh man, this Raptors team is going to be good for a decade. Yeah. Like we just, the pipeline keeps coming. We have talent. However, I still, you know, I'm a big fan of the DeRozan trade because we got a player that's way more talented than DeRozan. I just didn't think there was like inherent problems that needed to be fixed, which I've said probably way too many times. Uh, the the Raptors also didn't have uh, Fred Van Vliet really for that series, you know, like he, he kind of played a little bit for sure. He was a hundred percent, not a hundred percent. Um, and you know, he was a huge part of that regular season success. Yeah. yeah no, there, there was a bunch of things in that series, which we've, we've obviously rehashed at nauseum, but th- there's a bunch of things in that series that just don't seem to get any credit. Um, like one for me is that, uh, Siakam, Pirtle, and Delon were absolute non-factors. Yeah, they were terrible. And, and they were huge the whole year. And it's fine. That was their first major, major kind of playoff intensity, even though Delon... Delon was really good in the uh, some games in the Washington series. Though. Oh, Delon was amazing in the Washington series. And, and that's the thing. A lot of our players were decent in the Washington series. Um, J.R. Smith shot 78% from three during that series. For sure. Raptors. That that probably contributed something to the oh, success. Yeah. Like, Corver like, shot over 50%. Like, I mean, anyone DeRozan was guarding... What just literally had a, like a series of a lifetime. Um, again, though, I don't think all DeRozan deserves, I don't think anyone deserves all the blame. I just think there were so many things that happened that were bad for us, including, uh, including our players not playing up to their contracts, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, j- just to go back to Kawhi, how all in for this year should we be versus, you know, the confidence that we're, we're going to keep him? I mean, it's kind of hard to give like a number or anything to that. I think you just kind of have to play it by year and see what happens throughout the year, right? Like if uh, Kawhi is feeling healthy throughout the year, then he's going to play 82 games. And if Kawhi wants to sit out, clearly the precedent has been set that he is going to be sitting out. Right. Um, so so what I, about like a trade? So if you're thinking long term. Oh, so you're and, just asking like if Kawhi looks healthy, but you, we know we're not going to be. Yeah. Set, like, like if you if you hmm. think like, OK, we're not going to retain this guy. Well, I mean, if like the Lakers are like, here's here's Ball and Ingram, you know, you think about it, you know, like uh, for sure. Um, those are two players that could be really valuable yeah, in like three totally. or four years. I think Ingram's actually probably going to take a step this year and maybe uh, uh, be untradeable in a situation like that where you're trading for a player that you might end up getting anyways. So we picked uh, on the podcast last week um, the most underrated players in the NBA and mine was Brandon Ingram. Hey. Um, he's going to be very good. You can't see, but me and Freddie are shaking hands. We're shaking hands furiously. <laughs> Actually, he's so strong that he's pulling my elbow out. I feel um, so good about this. Uh, okay, you know, I got I got some more stuff, and uh, this uh, a lot of Raptors stuff going on. Um, twenty minutes. Roger that. Matt just gave me the twenty hey, minutes. You're not signal. supposed to say that, Matt. <laughs> Matt. Don't make Matt look bad. Um, okay. 
Matt McCready. This yes. One, this one's for you. Well, it's coming to you too, Peter, but you know. Eventually. Um, Raptors, deepest team in the league? Yes, no. Oh, I did a lot of research into this. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely make the argument. Yeah, like, do we need to define depth here? That's is, the thing, right? The There's issue. so many different ways too, yeah. you can look at it, right? When it comes, I think, like, the only way you can put the Raptors not clearly in at least the top two or three is when it comes to shot creators. I think, like, outside of hmm. um, uh, Lowry and... Uh, obviously Leonard there's yeah. not a ton of shot creation like Van Vliet can be okay I also wonder if he can be swallowed up by certain players um but right. if you want to like look at pure depth um and not necessarily look at like the quality of depth but just like maybe serviceable NBA players yes the, Cl- the Clippers might be the most deep team in the entire league really yeah they're way off my radar so wait. I, I've heard that thought I mean they just have they have like they have a lot of just let's above go, average let's go NBA through players. this so I, I, I Lou Williams the, yeah good um, Gallinari, yes, Gallin- yeah, yeah. Gallinari, good player. So here, here's who they have. A, I have, I have uh, their their roster okay, in front of me. So we got point guard. You got Beverly, Teodosic, Shea, Gilgris, Alexander. Okay. At uh, shooting guard, you have Bradley, Lou Williams, and 13th overall pick Jerome Robinson. Okay. At small forward, you got Gallinari and Wes Johnson, which isn't great. Um, uh-huh. But at power forward, you have uh, Tobias Harris, Luke Mbamute, uh, Mike Scott, and at center you have Gortat, Harrell, and Boban. Wow. So like every so, position yeah, they're is the, almost three deep. Like not one of those players is like non-playable. Every team yeah. usually has at least one or two guys. And also know, like, no one no one there is even like sniffing top 20. But um, yeah, we're talking depth. So I think I, that's I, a really I, good I, answer. I Who's listed the best 12 player on that team. I mean, Ooh, is it Harris? Tobias Harris? Last year, you'd probably have to go with uh, hmm. maybe Lou Williams. He had Lou a really, really good year last yeah, year. So I, I hate watching Lou play, but like, you know, yeah, whatever. yeah. I, Harris I, is good though too. I was only Harris thinking really about good. that yeah. question in terms of like you know I I kept thinking about Boston, Houston, but I guess I do that because you, you, you read th- the Ringer and only the Ringer. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that 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 dig, Matt, hurts more than you'll ever know. Okay. Um, I I, uh, I do listen to a lot of the Ringer. You know who has like a weirdly deep team is Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Brooklyn's gonna be pretty good All this right. year. So you got like uh, D'Angelo, Dinwiddie, and Shabazz at point guard. Okay. Uh, shooting guard's a bit of a mess. Uh, Crab and Levert uh, at small forward. You got like Damari Carroll, Joe Harris at uh, uh, power forward. Uh, also not great. Rondé Hall, Jeff- Jefferson, and uh, Dudley. And at center you have Jared Allen, Ed Davis, and Fareed. Okay, that's definitely less deep it's than the Clippers. Way worse, yeah. but it's still Brooklyn, so you expect it to be the worst. But yeah. they should be okay just based on the fact that they kind of have enough players to kind of go around. Brooklyn's actually done a pretty good job slowly climbing out of the, you know, the Danny Ainge. Just hole. in time to get their draft pick. The worst possible year to be I half know. decent. But who so one of the someone on the the roster like uh, made the dig, like I think it was on Twitter, about how they're the best team in New York. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Was it like Dinwiddie? Like I think they are. They're better oh, than the yeah. Knicks. Oh, for sure. They're like the Knicks. Well, the Knicks are terrible. Mitchell Robertson. If goes anyone nuts. could name more than six players on the Knicks right now, I'd be very impressed. Oh, I bet yeah. I could. Hit me up. Knox, Mitchell Robinson, uh, Porzingis. Oh fuck! What's his name? Kyle Quinn's gone. Yeah, the fact Frankie that you smokes. can't rifle off guys. Hardaway. Yeah, so, yeah Hardaway. Frankie smokes. Frankie's. Oh yeah, yeah. Cantor. Canter. Oh, between us, we all did it. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Peter, are the Raptors the uh, deepest team in the NBA? What? Well, I'm kind of like was going on a similar line of thinking. Where right, so I yeah, think the, overall depth, I guess. I think they're the deepest defensive team, right? Yes. Like we're, hmm. we have just uh, so many different parts that we can switch in. We're, we have so many above 
average, you know, bordering elite defensive players, right. you know, coming off the bench, you know, they're going to be a really hard team to score against. We can just with matchups. Right. Who's, who's our bad defenders? Miles. Valanciunas. Valanciunas. That's probably it. Miles. And, and they're both not like tragically bad. Miles was tragically bad in the playoffs, but you know, he was part of a lot of good defensive units. You have to hide Miles. And when you yes. have DeRozan and Miles on the same team, it's you can't hide him anywhere. But I mean, you especially have to hide Miles if he plays against LeBron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You just have to have basic. I mean, say what you will about Casey. That's the that's the one thing that you can't defend him on is how he played Miles against LeBron in the playoffs. Oh, there's a couple things you can't defend Casey on. And I defend one. Casey a lot. Yeah. But if someone was like, oh, yeah, well, why did he put Bebe uh, into the like, second game of uh, against Cleveland? I'd be like, I don't know. That was a disaster. Sometimes baby comes in and swings things so hard. But he hard. didn't. But it, was, <laughs> it was two minutes of just you, hell. Like, you're going to get hell or heaven with baby. You're baby get- tried to take a charge at half. On LeBron. Sometimes he got... And LeBron literally ran around him. He's got spunk. It was so what bad. What a ballsy move. <laughs> okay, so so just so I'm going to answer the depth question too. Um, I asked the question because uh, I thought maybe I was being a bit homerish, but I feel like, you know, the combination of not having bad players and also, like, let's say compare us to the Clippers. Um, you know, I don't think the bottom of our roster is... I think it's like it's pretty equal to the Clippers in terms of we don't have like bad players. Right. But I think that our good players are better than their good players and it kind of keeps stacking up. If like it's that. a cumulative thing in terms of like if you're going by like a two K yeah. rating or something, then yeah, the Raptors for sure. Like a I was thinking like that because like like let, let's say Golden State. So they're beating us kind of every player. Like, oh wow, Curry's better than Golden State's yeah. pretty deep too though. They are, but then they also have some like funky lineups where you're like, What? This is like the the drop is pretty steep. The drop steep. Boston is the one who I think really goes toe to toe with us, where they don't have bad players either, right. and they have top yeah. tier talent. That's what I was gonna say. They have they're like the Tice, deepest top tier talent. Yeah, like team. Tice is good. Um, Ojale is awesome. You know, Rozier's smart. They have like they're just all around, and they have that top tier talent. Right. Um, and um, if it wasn't for the center position, you could make the argument of the Lakers being like the deepest team. They have a lot of play. Like, yeah, it's just, it seems like they have a lot players. of players. And they it's have like, definitely oh, more shot the Lakers now. Does Stevenson count as depth? He does. Or is he just bad? Uh, Keep in mind, he like only Stevenson. ever plays good against the Raptors. He play. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, he's not great. But yeah. I think like on a lot of teams, he would have like a second unit creation guy. He has value. Sure. Um, but and his, his defense isn't terrible. Uh, he just can't shoot. I mean, if Stevenson could shoot um, 36, 37 percent from three, uh, he would be an incredibly valuable player. But, you know, he can't do that. So I don't know. Yeah. He's okay. okay. We've already kind of touched on this. Jonas on D. Yeah. So yeah. I think I was listening to. I should really give credit where it's due more often, but it, it might have been David Locke uh, of the Locked On podcast, and they, he was just kind of talking about how, <clears throat> pardon me, um, during the regular season, uh, a lot of defensive teams, and like, we're very comparable to Portland in that um, what they do at the center is they they would, they would basically like call it like dropping back, so that means the center's not switching, and right. the center's kind of just hanging around the rim a little bit to make sure that they're effective. Yep. Um, you can't do that in the playoffs. It just gets so heavily exploited that when a player tries to do that, 
it's getting switched around you, like crazy. Like you need a Horford, you need a Draymond, you need a guy. Even Thaddeus Young was fantastic against Cleveland last year right. because he could just you could play Thaddeus Young on Love, you could play him on LeBron. There wasn't a situation where you could play him off the court. But Jonas still gets played off the court. Is that something that is trending in the right direction? I guess uh, I'll start with you, Peter. Um, is Jonas? Does he have what it takes defensively to play meaningful minutes in the playoffs? I mean, yeah, just I still think that what he does offensively outweighs his defensive shortcomings, right? Like right. he's we were talking about how good we are defensively. He's he's our worst defender. And just having one Yeah. He's not a he's not a poor defender. He's, no, yeah, he's, he's not awful. He's, he's just not bad awful. at blocking and altering shots, which is the most important thing. And he's thing not really good at uh switching on the perimeter. That's for damn no, sure. Oh, he's awful. Well, yeah, I mean he's, he's just he's that. slow. Like he's really actually not his bad lateral at all. quickness is bad. His lateral quickness yeah. is terrible, and, but, and so is Ibaka's. But Ibaka, Ibaka, Ibaka can at least still time it out and block shots at the rim. On I don't a think Ibaka is terrible as a center uh, in terms of lateral quickness. Oh no, we're 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 going we're going there with Ibaka because I'm curious what you guys think. But yeah, sorry, just well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I just think that you find solutions, right? And we didn't really find good solutions, you know, in the last, uh, with, with Casey, I don't know what that is necessarily, but he's still valuable. You know, he, he's not a defensive specialist. Um, he does what is, is needed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's fine. I, I don't, so I, if, I, if we're going head to head against Boston, Horford, just schooling him, he can't keep up. Do you pull him in the fourth quarter? That's kind of that's kind of weird because like I think Jonas is the type of guy he has too much talent. He's going to be able to play twenty minutes in a game, gobble up a bunch of rebounds, do good stuff. But I mean, five minutes ago, games on the line, every mistake counts. Is Jonas a guy? Like, do you think he can jump? To, you know, it's like, oh no, he'll he'll be out there. I think like the weirdest thing about Jonas is like the thing that might be able to keep him on the floor more than anything is if he improves his passing vision. Because if you, that's a good point. If you, you, you can't really run your, like you can keep a big, um, who has defensive liabilities out there as long as he's contributing on every play offensively. Yeah. And, and you can hit the three and he was showing last year. He well, can kind of, well, he can kind of hit the three. Yeah. Uh, but like, like, I the, mean, like he at least has a high percentage from what he was doing, but you mean like in a more, well, I mean like, like look at Jokic, basis. right? Yeah. You can run the offense through Jokic. You can't run the offense through Valanciunas because if you do, he'll be double teamed and then he can cause turnovers and just right. not be a great person to run the offense through. But that's sort of like Monroe. I mean, we got Monroe. I mean, he's basically a better passing slower Valanciunas, you know, with less offense, right? I am they not super are, high on the Monroe signing. You are? No, I am Oh, I was going to say, they're, they're oddly so similar. Very similar. He's just um, a better passer. I think he's right. he's worse in everything except he's he's a pretty yeah. good passer. But. He's got steals. Get some steals. He gets some steals. Yeah, he's got quick I think, hands. Uh, it really seems like Nurse has an idea because apparently Nurse is very high on Valanciunas as an offensive player. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, he's like probably camp unleash Jonas more than anyone else. Well, Jonas uh, might be the biggest beneficiary of DeRozan being out of here. You know, what I, I mean, mean like he gets the he's going to get the ball way more now. Totally. And and Kawhi is like talk about the most unassuming offensive player to join your team. I yeah. mean, for a superstar. Um. Let's talk surge though. So surge, Matt, you're kind of you're kind of going there. Uh, I think surge, uh, surge is a fine ten million dollar a year player. You basically said exactly what I was going to say, <laughs> or I mean, like that's the sentiment I'm, I'm trying to convey. Yeah, so he's paid twenty million dollars. If you can back away from that a little bit and understand, yeah, it sucks. He's not tradable. Yeah, he's not done. 
He's a cool and, backup center to have. Right. He's surprisingly young. Like I looked at how yeah. old he was. He's he's hasn't he's not thirty yet. Yeah. And it was surprising. Well, that knee injury really sapped a lot of his athleticism. He was just such a freak back in the day. If you watch yeah. Young Surge, you're like, who is this guy? And it wasn't him in the dunk. Ago. He has the weirdest dunk off, where he gets a kid to like, oh, oh my toy is trapped up there, and then he I rescues like that. a little boy's toy. What? It's the dumbest <laughs> thing, dude. When you go <laughs> home, watch it. It's like they do a sketch. Everyone, turn off the podcast and go <laughs> yeah. look this up. I do. Okay, honestly, pause the podcast if you're at home. And then come back and thank me because. So the, so the kid came out crying. He was like, where's my toy? Yes. That's, it's so like, bad. Oh, I, I know how to get it. And uh, everyone's non-committal to the bit. Right. Like everyone's like, oh no, this sucks. In like, a yeah. world without ladders, Serge Ibaka is our only hope. In a world without ladders. <laughs> I, I'm loving how. That's your go-to? It's just like, oh, there's no ladders. Well, no why, way to why, you why can't get stand it. on a chair. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> ladders yeah. are the only way we go up, my friends. I'm picturing it like in a tree. I don't know where this toy is. <laughs> no, the, it was a it was a dunk off. It was like literally the, the toy was like on the rim or something. Really? And he like grabs the toy and See, dunks. Yeah. It's oh, so man. dumb. It's like it's really bad. Okay, I have to watch this. Like, do you remember Gerald Green's cupcake? Thing? Honestly, yeah. a super underrated dunk. I okay. love the dunk. That's what I was going to say. So the, the cupcake thing makes, if, if you, I was going to say, if you don't like the cupcake thing, um, watch this because it's a billion times. Worse. I'm probably going to love this dunk. <laughs> Maybe you will. I love stupid dunks. <laughs> I'm actually a bigger fan of stupid dunks than. But what is the, so he gets the toy. Does he, so he gets the toy and dunks while he's in the air with the toy? I think so. It? Yeah. How does the dunk come into it? Um, he's, does he dunk the, the toy? He, I guess he grabs the toy with one hand and dunks the ball with the other hand. It was what yeah. I imagined. Yeah. yeah, sure, that makes I sense. I don't remember it exactly, but I do remember. Anyways, listen. <laughs> or he sir. just grabs the toy and leaves, and there's no dunk. <laughs> no yeah. dunk. He punches the kid square in the jaw. <laughs> he steals the toy. Kid's head explodes. Then he grabs the toy. I forgot that Ibaka even did the dunk contest. I don't remember I, that. I've totally forgot that, too. Oh, yeah. He had some insane dunks. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, so Abaka, you know, he's he's not done. I think people just were very upset with him last year. And is it fair to say that maybe he's done being a good power forward? I think he's a great backup center. I think he should slide into whatever Pirtle did last year, and that should be the end of that. You yeah. can give the number, like the power forward slot to um, uh, Leonard that he was occupying before. And then whatever guard minutes were left over from DeRozan could be filled in by Van Vliet or DeLon. Just give those guys more minutes. I hope be so, because I, I want the power forward minutes personally to go to Leonard, OG, mm -hmm. and Siakam. Yep. I want them to have the entirety of the power forward minutes. Yep. And I mean, obviously, uh, Kawhi can play some small forward as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, well, you know, like I want those guys to trade it off. I want that to be our, our team's look. Yep. Peter, I don't know if I've given you a crack. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, I just think that you're right. He's not done. But I mean, it's, he's very far away from, you know, all defensive you know, NBA, which he was only, it was three years ago, four years ago or something like that. He was defensive player of the year, wasn't he? One year? Ibaka? Yeah, I don't, was, I don't yeah. think so. He was definitely, I think he might've been close. He was on all defensive teams. I and, shot Matt a look. He's looking it up. <laughs> Matt's looking it up. But, but he's uh, not, that, if he's not that, which he's not, I don't, did he lead the Raptors in blocks? I think it was like him and, and Pirtle were kind of right um, around the same. I, I, would imagine I think, I think Pirtle won it out. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. 
It was close. Pretty but what it, what is he if he's not an elite, you know, rim protector? You know, he's an a, above average scorer and above average defender and he has one of the best mid-range shots in the whole league in terms yeah. of accuracy. Yeah. And and he, he's not he, bad at threes even though we all it's so memorable the times where he goes cold. He bottomed <laughs> out a bit at threes, but I, he's still, you know, I think he was at 36 or 37%. Yeah, exactly. He's like, like he he's okay. as good as Delon, which is like that's what you need a guy to be. Um Matt, I know you're looking that up, mm-hmm. but we got to move on to the next NBA segment. Would you give me a sting? Oh, I'm looking up stuff here. Oh, oh there we go. whoa. <laughs> Honestly, I thought oh, that was going to be the first time that oh, I couldn't hold it. <laughs> like that sound yeah. was in the back of my throat and I was about to pass uh, out, man. Honestly, you sound like a tertiary Buffy character right Hey, there. it's been just um, one week <laughs> Sorry, anytime I agree, I'm really like heavily agreeing with people these days, I'm just like, yeah, it's brown. It feels natural. Ladies. What am I thinking? Yeah, what are you thinking? Just to wrap know. it up Where? quick about Ibaka, he yeah. did never win Defensive Player of the Year, but mm-hmm. he was on an all-defensive team. Right. So he finished second and third a couple years. Matt, thank player. you very much. There we go. Great. Now, yeah, I've been tell us wrong. all something we don't know about Danny Green. Ooh, Danny Green. Um, did you know that he was a part of the biggest trade in Raptors history? That's a joker for you. <laughs> no, I know I, you know that. Honestly, that was funny. Okay, so he was drafted by the Cavs, and he was waived after one year, uh, right before LeBron went to Miami, essentially. That's when they waived him. Um, did you know that when he played for North Carolina in college, his thing was to dance to the song Jump Around at the start of the games? <laughs> pump up the crowd. Wow. That's so he, he's very unique. He's very unique. And, you know, who did it better? Mrs. Doubtfire, Danny Green. That's up for debate. <laughs> uh, not really. I think Ms. Doubtfire rocked that. <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't it seen got, Danny. It got him divorced, though. Ooh. Was it that particular thing that got him that divorced? Was the, that was the last thing. She's like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. What, oh. a, what a kid point of view on why parents get divorced. <laughs> yeah, it's I not know. lack of communication. It's because dad did a wild stunt. <laughs> yeah. No regrets though, right? You None. Know, those None. kids. Um, okay. We, we got some, I think I got some fun NBA questions. Peter, let me start with you on this one. Okay. Um, Who's the 29 Oladipo? And just to clarify, yeah. um, you know, if you don't know contracts off by, by 29, heart, that's do you fun. mean 19? Or? Uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, 2019 is what I meant great, to great. say. Because um, Oladipo was, you know, he got traded to Indiana. Right. Uh, it was such a highway robbery. And uh, he, uh, he obviously, like, beyond exceeded expectations to the point where his contract's now a steal. He was like an all, almost an all NBA guy. I, think, I don't think he made it, but he was really close. He was an all star. Um, yeah, if you don't have any contract numbers in your head, that's fine. But who's a guy that you think is going to massively exceed ex- expectations? I mean, totally different. You know, like I, I couldn't really think of a guy who's in a new situation, and and that new situation is going to you know yes rocket them up. That that's that's fine. Um, yeah. But I mean, and this is kind of, I feel like everyone was saying this last year um, and he's on the same team. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe it's, it's fucking foolhardy, but like Miles Turner, I always really like Miles Turner. No, that that's and, a great pick. Cause he seems like he's a total modern center. Yeah. He should be able to block and, shots. And, like, yeah, everything took a dip last year. And he's one of those guys where it seems like confidence weirdly has a lot to do with it. Hmm. Like when he takes more shots, he, he plays amazing. You know, he, he's he, also he, 21 years, he's 21 old. years old. He's only 21. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, he classically wow. did that thing where he, uh, I'm in the best shape 
of my life, you know, you know, and it, but the photos are actually re- pretty fucking jarring. Like he, <laughs> it was like last year's body and right, right now. And what was he doing last year? He's like, he was like, he looked like me with my shirt <laughs> off. Um, but he's ripped, you know, and I, I, that seems like it might have something to do with his kind of commitment and confidence. Cause if he's like on and he, it seems like if he wants to, to, you know, be elite, it seems like he can. And so, I don't know. I think that we, we get, we hate when people aren't talking about the Raptors enough, but like Indiana, if he takes that step is, is kind of scary. And so yeah, if like Turner becomes, pick. if Turner becomes like all-star level, then Indiana's terrifying. And you know, he's, he could, he, he's got all the talent to kind of be that. Yeah. No, I think, I think he's a pretty great candidate. And also even contractually, he's probably still in a rookie contract. So if he starts to just burst out of the seams, then he'll be massively underpaid and, and all that stuff. He's tall. He's like 6'11". Is he like se- he's like seven feet tall? Yeah, I think he's, so. He's I huge. Think he's, yeah, either 6'11 or 7 feet. Yeah. Matt, who do you uh, got? I was going to say Miles Turner. No, I'm just joking. Were you? No, his, his answer is so much better than mine. I was just going to steal it. His answer is better than mine, too. Yeah, I know. Usually, I'm like trying to think of a new one, but <laughs> his is better. Um, I honestly saw that question. I was like, I'm going to focus on other ones and try to like figure, figure it out on the fly. And I haven't. So I'm going to say... Do you want me to go? No, yeah, I, I can let you buy some time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. All right. Mine's Andrew Wiggins. Um, ooh, the reason another I picked, good choice. You said ooh, and I went ooh. Oh. Oh, you yeah, said he. Well, I think together it sounded like we both. Agreed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, yeah, he's overpaid, right? So he's he's massively overpaid. He got this max contract, but I think Minnesota is going to be good again. Jeff mm. Teague and um, Butler are going to be a year older on the wrong side of being older, uh, and I think that Minnesota just has a lot of pressure to not be to, to I guess to kind of realize their potential and. More so than Towns. I think people are disappointed in Towns. But Wiggins is at the point in his career where he's a straight-up write-off. So I think he's going to have the type of year where people who are treating him like a write-off are going to have to at least be like, oh, oh, he's definitely not a write-off. He's a very good player. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's 24. And he's going to continue to like, I think, I think he's going to readjust his trajectory so that people are thinking, oh, man, when this guy's 27 or 28, he is going to be awesome. I don't know if he'll ever get back to being a first overall pick. I maybe that's already maybe that's already sailed because I, I got a question that I always like think about. Do like the do these players do they hear the kind of people shitting on them? Are they aware of like, you know, disappointment? You know, do you know what I mean? Like I I kind of don't so. know if Andrew Wiggins is like, man, I'm having a great time, you know, huge contract, you know, still a star, all the yes men around him, you know. So I don't know. I don't know sometimes if like if they're I mean, kind I of aware. Every, every NBA player probably gets so much negativity all the time that you just kind of like you assume that there's negativity about you all the time. So it's yeah. probably yeah. hard to, to determine like how much of it is coming from re- reputable sources. Yes. But I'm sure he's at least somewhat aware of the fact he must be right. even aware that he's disappointed in himself in terms of where he was For sure. last year. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't like this is it. The, the year went exactly as I planned. Yeah, I kind of stagnated as a player. If anything, I got a little bit worse. And I think how you're how you're paid really affects that. Hmm. from other players, from the media. And yeah, when you're that guy, like uh, I think the next guy that's going to happen to is uh, Booker. Oh yeah. 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 Devin Booker just got this massive contract. Wait till he has like an average year next year. Probably he'll be like, okay, he's on Phoenix. It depends. And he's playing point guard though. He might put up big numbers just based on the fact uh, that he has the ball all the time. That's yeah, that's a good point. And everyone, everyone was talking about, uh, I think it was you who first brought up like, why would Phoenix not side Fred Van Vliet? 
Maybe yeah. that's the answer. Yeah, I think it is. I, I I didn't think about that till right now. But if they're if they're trying to turn this guy into a multi-tool guy, then maybe they're like, hey, we're giving you the keys. Yeah. Um, Freddie. So, yeah. Just a question about Wiggins. Okay. Uh, is it a tough time right now for Canadian basketball players in the NBA looking at Anthony Bennett now Wiggins? These two first round, first overall picks. I would say uh, no, actually, because like, uh, Murray is yeah. so good. Yeah. That was my number two right. actually. And, and Rowan Barrett Jr. Looks like he's like a superstar potential uh, number one overall guy. Oh, I've guy. heard that before. That's exactly the Wiggins. Uh, I know, spiel. it really is. No, but I, I think it's like I think yeah, I, but I think that's a fair point because I do think that Wiggins kind of rose the the bar of optimism as far as like oh wow maybe Canada's gonna be like a major player here. Mm-hmm. And, and the th- Bennett thing was always weird. The Bennett thing was weird. Yeah, he just I don't know. <laughs> Where was he projected? Like he was n- eight or nine, eight or, eight or, or something nine. Yeah, of like. A few places had him at 10. Yeah, which is like so appropriate. And he would just be like either, you know, he'd be like he'd be like most other guys in the NBA. Right. But he'd be a tractor trailer instead of an Oloa candy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oloa candy. <laughs> I love it. They were both um, in the same draft, I think. They were? Yeah. Um, Best draft got, ever. Do you got a guy? Uh, I do. An Oladipo? I do. I finally. We, so we were talking about like the difference between the regular season and the playoffs and yeah. how uh, Jonas can't really defend that and why a lot of teams uh, will have their center drop back uh, in defensive coverage instead of switching and right. why Trey Young was drafted third. And this player, I think, is not my guy, but why a player with so many obvious holes like Trey Young was drafted third is because he's able to hit three pointers off the dribble. Right. And the person I'm picking uh, can hit three points, pointers off the dribble and is playing with someone who uh, is one of the greatest passers in NBA history. So my pick is Josh Hart, Summer League MVP. I think he might have a huge year. And although he has all those old timers ahead of him in the in the in the lineup, uh, I think LeBron will be like he shipped Wade out of town because Wade wasn't playing as well yeah. as he wanted him also, to play. Also, Le- just just a little aside here, LeBron's going to sort that out. So yes. let's say Rondo's a sore thumb, or Stevenson is is noisy in the locker room, or whatever. They're all on one years. I think yep. this Lakers team is meant to be Le- LeBron. I think is going to finish. He's thinking long term, so I, he's, he's gonna, most likely to get cut from that team. Oh like man! If you had to pick one player, I would say like, Stevenson for sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. I don't know. Or Bees or Rondo? Like, or it's oh, Beasley. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Rondo. I don't God, think so. It's just, just like everyone's on the Lakers. It's that's weird. why they were my, one of my like. teams. The Rondo Lonzo is insane. I can't. I knew we had a whole like podcast about how silly that Lakers clown car that followed <laughs> LeBron in was, but the Lonzo so Rondo great. is bonkers. Yeah. Like. Sorry, Matt. Uh, I, I still- oh, uh, Josh Hart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I pretty much. Well, he was killing it off the dribble in terms of three pointers, and was still hitting at them at a really great rate in the summer league. Um, is he I, a shooting guard or point he guard? He is. He was drafted as a point guard, but is almost certainly going to be playing shooting guard for this team. And I think it's been established in the NBA that you want two people who can handle the ball and play, yes. have point guard duties at your one and two. Anyways, even though LeBron uh, will probably be doing a lot of that at the five. Um, I see like a little yeah. bit of uh, Kyrie and Josh Hart and obviously uh, LeBron and Kyrie worked pretty well together. And so we'll see how it goes with Josh Hart. Okay. I like that. Matt, I got another one. We'll still we'll start with you on this baby. Great. Um, I probably did not prepare for this one either. Oh, even if you didn't, your joke answer will be great. Great. Um, what's something from another sport mm. that you want to see 
implemented into the NBA. I did think of this one. Oh, I know and you did. Was, you love uh, these weirdo I hypothetical love ones. Weirdo hypothetical <laughs> questions. And uh, I want a baseball man. I can see Peter thinking now. By the I way, want, yeah. I want uh, baseball's managers wearing the uniform to go to the NBA. I want Stan Van Gundy wearing like <laughs> short shorts. <laughs> oh, I like awesome. that. Yeah, I want, that would be fantastic. I would love to see the lack oh, of yes. respect that Greg Popovich would have <laughs> once he had to have like oh, so good. chest and shoulder hair. <laughs> oh my god, the uniforms. <laughs> That would be so cute. Yeah, you have to wear. <laughs> that would be awesome. You have to wear the uniform that was the uniform that was around when you were in your twenties. So, yeah. like, so, for so they have throwbacks. It would be yeah. like Thro- super short shorts. Super short shorts. Yeah. And if there was no team at the time, then you have to. Uh, I don't know. Uh, create one of your. <laughs> yeah, own improv. Okay. <laughs> like you gotta just. You gotta go, Tanya Harding. Make your own costume. You know what I mean? Um, Peter. Mine's well, not, not nearly as good. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> either is mine. So don't worry yeah. about it. I couldn't think of anything. It was one of those things where it's like I compare every other league, you know, and how shitty they are to like how the NBA does it yeah. better. Like literally in every example, it seems like the NBA is just such a good league. Right. You know, they just do things right. Yes. They don't fuck up a lot. Um, I guess like, you know, the, the, my favorite not so some baseball. Maybe, maybe some from the Molson Indy, you know. Pit well, this is what or... I got. I got baseball is my number two. And baseball late in the season, like right now, you know, you know, you don't really care about the games. Uh, my favorite thing is Washington Nationals games where they have the uh, the big headed uh, presidents. Yes. Run. Teddy. It's the best thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I only half know. I must have seen it. These guys, and they have like gigantic heads. So and they have a race and they, they fall have like over. they're all uh, uh, former presidents. They're all dressed up in like giant like uh, uh, like giant mascot heads. <laughs> that sounds pretty and good. And they it's have amazing. a giant. They have a race every single time. And, and Teddy Roosevelt lost every single race for about two and a half years. He'd always be way ahead mm-hmm. of the curve and then something crazy would happen in a wacky racers type of situation and he would be knocked off course and there would be an announcer announcing throughout the the arenas be like teddy's gonna take the lead let's go teddy and then teddy would lose i if, follow this so hard if you have never seen this <laughs> i mean it, it is the best it is like you know the highlight of of baseball right now i think mm-hmm. yeah right so i don't even know i mean i just want some version of that in the nba i don't Five even have different a, uh, raptor mascots and they're all there we go in their own way yeah, I just want to see a giant-headed race. Your answer a lot of the was time. Peter. Your answer was good. Okay? It was very good. Oh, Listen, give you. yourself more credit. My answer is going to be the dumbest. I want tender soccer kisses. Okay, <laughs> like when when someone does something nice um, in soccer, one guy just goes up to another guy and just gives him the nice sweet kiss on the cheek, on the mm. forehead, sometimes on the shoulder. Just a lot of love, and it, like to see that it, too. it looks funny in slow mo. And also, there's the angry kiss, which happens a lot in soccer. So, let's say a guy's exaggerating an injury, another guy walks up to him and offers his hand, like, Oh, I'll help you, no problem. And then, when he gets his hand, he kind of yanks him up and like gestures to the ref, like, Oh, we can continue playing. And, and sometimes it's followed with. Like a bit of a forceful kiss. <laughs> I, I swear to God, what, like watch the World Cup, watch any soccer. There's many a different type of kiss. I didn't know this about soccer. I didn't, I didn't know, know that there was either. lots of kissing going on. I had no idea about this either. <laughs> Guys, check it out. Um, okay, question then, Freddie, follow up. <laughs> sure. Who do you think would give the most tender kiss in the NBA? That's a good question. Ooh. Other than Manu Ginobili. And <laughs> only because he's like the most soccer guy I yeah. think of in the NBA. Nurkic. Nurkic, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'd pick someone up by their shoulders and just like kiss their head off. Yeah, that <laughs> was Braun Strowman, uh, player in the NBA. I think Stevenson. We've been talking about Stevenson. Steve- He'd give oh, a nice kiss. <gasps> He's got a sensitive side. Sure, sure. Lance Stevenson. That's true. Who do you think would give the uh, best angry kiss in the NBA? Ooh, best angry kiss. 
Draymond's probably gonna have a oh, nice yeah. Irish kiss for sure. Um, Sarcastic kisses would be yeah. the rage instantly oh, yeah. if this happened. Yeah, you know what? Like Dwight Howard would lick someone's entire face. Oh damn. yeah, he'd be gross. And then just wink at the camera for four minutes. Stephen Clay would have lots of nice tender kisses. Oh, like I could true. see Clay hitting a three, and then like as he's jogging back, like just extend his arm, <laughs> and then like Steph would like kiss like his <laughs> ring finger as they're running. You know what I mean? Because you got to get back, like yeah, transition yeah. D and everything. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's keep rolling here. Uh, Peter, who's the most uh, who's the most overrated player in the entire NBA? Okay, and that's an open question. Doesn't have to be money or anything. Just in your mind, yeah. they get too much credit. You know who I don't think is going to be good anymore is uh, or as good as he was for like the two months that he was really good. It's Porzingis. Remember Porzingis? Oh, Porzingis was like really good. He was MVP candidate for like two months. Yeah, right. and then he like so is is his injury based? Is it New York sucks based? Before he got injured, he had like a few months. Like after Christmas, he wasn't that good. He mm-hmm. was like you know peak Spencer Hawes. He was right. he's better than that. <laughs> Spencer but Hawes, he, what a burn. you know yeah. he was that like, is a deep burn. He yeah. wasn't good. I mean yeah. he was like he was. I mean he was okay. I mean he was putting up like sixteen points per game right. and wasn't shooting well and wasn't rebounding. And then he said that did the whole thing where he was like I'm tired. Right. Remember well, that? I think that's the thing with Porzingis. I think Porzingis would be an MVP caliber player if the NBA season was 20 games long. That's a good point. I, I think I, if they played every two weeks, he would be amazing. I think his body is just I long. think his body doesn't work. I think he, the new analytics movement is going to be like, if you have a guy who's plus seven feet, totally, he plays 25 minutes his entire career. That's like, just What it. about like a guy like Durant? Durant's seven feet tall. Yeah, but he's a different. Well, yeah. is he a but different? But he's, type had, of he's player? had a Jones fracture, That's true. which means your yeah. foot is basically mm. so long and straight that the pressure on your foot just slowly cracks over time. Yikes. Um, sorry, that was a really graphic description of a, of a foot breaking. Sorry. But oh, it seems no. like he's the outlier, though, Durant. It's like every other player with that type of body. Kareem Abdul Jabbar, oh, Will Chamberlain. True. That's played, true. Uh, every minute, and now, yeah, yeah. they're they those guys are like absolute athletic. There are players. there are. Uh, I think like you just have to look at the player himself because like if you look at Kareem and you look at like someone, or I mean, if you want to go back in the day, you can go at Walton and uh, um, to be more along the line of what you're debating. You know, Walton uh, played too many minutes in college and probably played too many uh, minutes in the NBA and then was just shattered basically after two years. I, I just I also feel like Porzingis is like knees are like five feet long, you know, like <laughs> he's just he's. Sorry, just like, that image is like I'm, I'm, I'm picturing like a far side comic. Yeah, guys, like a storm's coming. He, um, he looks like he's going to like just like break apart. You know what I mean? Like right. he he doesn't. He's not like graceful like Durant. You know, he's I don't know. Is Porzingis going to be going to be like a you know a year after year you know elite player? Do we have like two months, three months of Porzingis being great? I mean, man. I mean, I how much would it suck to be? I would have assumed yes. Mix? But uh, I posed this question, and you just blew my mind. So. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching Porzingis with a much more scrutiny. Yeah. From here on in, Matt, mm. do you got a uh, most overrated player in the NBA? Ooh, uh, yeah, I do, and uh, you're gonna love this answer. Oh, and no. uh, you know who else will love it? Um, just based on the optics of it, and not necessarily the content, would be Kyrie Irving. I think Kyrie Ooh. Irving is the most overrated player in the NBA. I think I was Boston, gonna pick him, but I I backed off because I'm so I'm Boston so. lost no step when he went out. 
Yeah. Like they they were they had a transition period, yep. and then they were like, "Oh, Rozier's okay, well, a much better defender. He incredibly he, better. He defender. raised their yeah. defensive ceiling to where I mean, if 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 uh, Kyrie's playing thirty minutes a game, they can't even come close to achieving the defensive things. He makes. Uh, I think he work. makes uh, the play. I don't think Kyrie makes anyone better on the court. I think uh, uh, both hmm. Brown and uh, Tatum were better after he was out. Um, I think running the offense through Horford might make more sense. Horford for sure was better once uh, Kyrie was out, although they did have good chemistry together because Horford's able to, his game's so malleable. Horford's to so awesome. Uh, I've really come yeah. around on Horford in the last year or two. I think I, I really... Oh, you, did, you didn't like you him? Down on yeah, I was down on Horford. I've loved him since the Atlanta days. I hated it when he broke TJ Ford's neck, and I think there is residual... You effect. always bring that up. <laughs> I think I don't know if you've done a podcast without bringing that up. It's four for four, baby. You broke TJ Ford's Ford's neck and I'll never forget it. <laughs> and then I always bring up that he went to the hospital that night and yep. you're always like, uh, and I always say, <laughs> well, of course he did because he's Al Horford, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> optics are so important to that guy. Anyways. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, that's a good and I don't think a, a major knee surgery, uh, uh, not even his first uh, surgery on that knee, uh, is going to necessarily, uh, augment his performance either. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's that's uh, fair. Uh, yeah, I agree. Great. All We've right. all shook hands. Yeah. Even Matt, and he's way off in a booth. <laughs> I think mine's kind of a bit more of low-hanging fruit, but um, I'm going to say Jamal Crawford, um, <laughs> just because it seems Is like- he even signed in the league? Does he have a contract? No, he doesn't. So that's actually, okay, let me let me readjust, because I can't do someone who's like, hasn't been signed. That's terrible. No, the, the, I just, I feel like he's one- My so- pick is Dominique Wilkins. I just don't think he's going to be that good this year. <laughs> yeah, Dominique Wilkins, he's on the outs, let's just say- um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go on the fly here. I think the most overrated player in the NBA is Freddie's throwing darts at a board. I really that has am. All the players I really am, NBA but I want a genuine answer here. Thanks, Matt. This is good. Freddie Rivas. No one from Miami. That's a, that's who is the sure. most overrated player in the Oh my NBA. god, this is like this is like my dream. Um a dream basketball, guys. For one million dollars. <sighs> the most overrated player in the NBA. Your family is watching. Oh god. Is gotta be the one, the only, Bismack Biombo. <laughs> oh, we just got canceled. Oh, oh uh, man, yeah, that this show didn't live up to its potential. Um, I I really went far to end on Bismack Biombo, who I think everyone's turned on at this point. Oh, so, big time! Yeah. I, if anything, I think he might be underrated at this point. <laughs> Honestly, shame on me <laughs> uh, for not having a better answer to my own question. But the uh, theatrics just became too much. Honestly, they really did. I got lost in them. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here we go. So. Uh, we're, we're going to move on to a, uh, the last and final segment. It's going to be a good one. Matt, can you give me the third and final stand? Oh, yeah. Buffy and Spike. Buffy and, <laughs> Buffy and Spike is real good. Um, okay. The, uh, you know, this is just bad podcasting because I can't remember the last player. <laughs> but I, I know that I went. My, the theme was D. So I got yeah. Danny Brown, Danielle Marshall, or uh, uh, Danielle Marshall, and um, 
It's another former player. Yeah. So the the thing he can tell yeah. you that you don't know is the player's <laughs> name. This yeah. is basically what we're doing. Okay, you yeah. know what? Hit me up, Matt. Who <laughs> the right. hell is it? Let me tell you who it is. He's the father of Steph Curry. Del uh, Curry! Del Curry! Played his last three seasons of his career with the Toronto Raptors. Great season. Now, did you know that he was also drafted by the Texas Rangers and the Baltimore Orioles? Well, that's something. Whoa, I did not know that. I did not know that at all. And he played... Del Curry. Del Curry. He played one game in the minors and pitched three scoreless innings. And who was his second baseman? Another former Raptor was playing second base. You'll never believe this. Whoa, that's you ready? so weird. Vince All right, Carter. everyone take their shirts off. Here we go. Okay. Bugsy Bogues. Oh! <laughs> okay, Matt, you outdid yourself. That's an Isn't amazing, fantastic, amazing job. Honestly? He's got better and better as it went on. Wow. Yeah. These, these Matt, I, uh, I want to see Muggsy Bogues play baseball so bad. Second base. Yeah. I can't wait to find out these were totally made up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and honestly, this is, a, this is a good time for me to say, Matt, I'm sorry about all of the things I've been doing to you and all the <laughs> things i say about you and just the you know the arson and everything so i do apologize Finally. thank uh, you I for not giving you that. the respect uh, you deserve because okay. they for sure played in the backcourt together didn't they they were on the same team right? yeah that's nuts totally to me. yeah that's like the, that's maybe the, like if we're power ranking our our matt facts that's got to be the best one yeah they for played sure today. baseball I, together I, in the minors yeah yeah one game <laughs> okay you guys ready for the quickish question segment yep sure. all right so here's the deal I do read these before. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Um, I do read these before. Um, I love how defensive you've gotten by the I end did. of the podcast. It all started it's like with... you have three Brad Stevens that you're interviewing right now. Oh, God. Um, here we go. Uh, the only rule is answer as fast as you can. Done. Um, Matt, let's start with you. Okay. Um, this one's from Jonathan. All the same Kawhi questions. Oh, crap. Sorry. That was a joke question. See? You know what I mean? Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. Here we go. We'll, 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 start, uh, we'll start with Tom. Tom says, does Freddie, that's me, deserve his authority status despite chronic misuse of then, than, and there, there, is an intervention necessary for my bad grammar, I guess. Um, I think people who are very worried about grammar, as long as you're able to understand the person, you need to get off your high horse and get a real life. Freddie, you're doing great. Whoa. Never, Whoa. never change what you're doing. Just come up with better answers because Bismack Biombo is what we need to mention over. <laughs> okay, so Snap. there's a lot of fair criticism of me, I think. Um, Peter, this one's uh, from Tristan. Yep. Uh, will Kawhi say anything before the season starts? Capital anything. I hope not. I like the suspense. Perfect like answer. A, yeah. So okay. no. Matt Duncan. Yeah. This one's coming for you. It's from Jonathan. Nope. Sorry. Another um, joke one? No. It, it, I just was literally scrolled up by accident. Um, this one's from Tristan. It's actually a follow-up. What will Kawhi like most about Toronto? City and team. Mm. City and team? Yeah. City, I think he will, uh, he'll like our great um, bike routes that we have here. He's an avid cycler, so he'll like the rail path. That's pretty much the main one, right? Sure, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, on the team, I think his favorite thing 
will be uh, the dent in the floor where Vince Carter power slammed Sam Mitchell. Yeah. Wow, Matt. You're coming in huge today, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You can put your shirt back on, dude. Holy moly. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll love most the hospital bed. <laughs> yeah, that TJ Ford slept in after Al Horford broke his neck. Oh, or the underrated bed, Jesus. the Bismack. Oh, um, ready? Got one for you. Okay, hit me up. All right, with the rekindled DeRozan Rudy Gay bromance brewing, how long before non-Raptors fans completely forget about the DeRozan Lowry friendship? Ooh. Non-Raptors fans? Yeah, because we won't. But oh, oh, that's beautiful. Non-Raptors. Um, I'm going to say immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good chance they never knew. Um, so that's my answer. Fair enough. And then just a, a funny a joke answer to, to that question from Tristan. Uh, this one's coming from Brian. Uh, as far as what Kawhi will like uh, in the city, yep. uh, he said either raccoons or the ROM. Which I thought was a pretty fair answer. Yeah, yeah. You can, you know, sure. you raccoons, like raccoons for sure. That's Zoom cool. Yeah. They look, it's a cool animal. Um, all right, Matt. Yes. This one's coming from uh, Lane. Okay. Who will Kawhi become best friends with on the team? Um, if I have to go for a real answer, probably Danny Green because he was the best friends with him on uh, the Spurs. Love it. Okay, Peter. Mm-hmm. Can he, uh, you know, it's from Lane again, so I assume she's talking about um, Kawhi. Kawhi. Uh, can he fill the hole left in the hearts of Kyle and Pascal? No. That's a great answer. Hell no. Pascal and, and Perto were real friends. They really were. Um, okay, here we go. Matt, I got another one for you. It's coming from Tom. Whose role will be reduced the greatest by the big trade? Can Norm find a path back to relevance? <clears throat> I think um, I think Serge Ibaka is going to have quite a drop this year. And I think that Norm, I think that he he won't. I love that you paused to think yeah. and also restarted the song. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was nice. It's all about timing. But yeah, no, I think that he's not going to come back. I think he's going to be part of a trade somehow or hopefully an amnesty buyout. Wow. Mm. Harsh, harsh opinions on If we have one of those. Do we have any of those? (laughs) I hope we don't use it. I like Norm. It's a lot of money on a buyout. I know. $8 million. Chill out, Matt. Okay, sorry. Take your shirt back off. Um, (laughs) All right, I got one for you. Hit me up. Dwayne Casey. He was known for his mismatched baggy as hell suits. Sam Mitchell, matching his pocket square to his tie. What would you like to see Nick Nurse known for (laughs) style-wise this year? Tape in the middle of the glasses, buddy. (laughs) 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 Like designer tape? Perfect. (laughs) Matt, we got another one for you. Great. Uh, Coming from Tom. Um, Will Confederacy of Dunks ever do a live show with a rowdy crowd of Give Me Some Raptors News enthusiasts? The answer is yes. New Year's Eve 2018. (laughs) New Year's Eve. Third floor of the Social Capital Theater. Attendance, seven people. New Year's Eve. Three hour long episode where we talk about sports while we all sit by ourselves in different uh, booths throughout the theater. Honestly, I'd love nothing more. I'm I'm in. You guys in? Um, Okay, (laughs) Peter. uh, Another one from Tom. Uh, Is Matt uh, Duncan... Uh, is Matt uh, is Matt's laughter in the background the truest measurement of a successfully landed joke on Confederacy of Dunks? I think so. I mean, I'm I'm just like holding on. I'm I'm looking over at him, you know, after every response that I give. <laughs> yeah, 
it, it just breaks your heart when he stares back. Eh? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Right? You, you, you have a silent yeah. laugh a lot of times, Frank. I know. You, you will open your mouth and you look like you're having the best laugh of all time, but yeah. it's just completely silent. Um, I didn't realize, but if you ever want to do a simple, easy, uh, humiliating impression of me, do that because apparently like a lot of people do that and they like yeah they, it's like they cartoonishly open their mouth and pretend to laugh silently and it's I can't fun. I can't lie like when they do that I'm like oh that does look like me <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm not one of those people like oh okay that's not me as soon as I see it I'm like oh yikes um okay Matt wait is it Matt next yeah okay yeah, I, believe so. I, got, I got lost there um Brian asks uh nope He's not asking a question at all. He's just <laughs> making fun is. of Castleberry. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, carry on. Okay, you know what? I will end the podcast on this. Uh, I mentioned it, I think, maybe a month and a half ago. Uh, but we haven't forgot about it. We have been busy. Uh, me and Catherine Niker uh, is a great comedian. She's an amazing writer. Also a huge basketball fan. We're working together on making a like a petition, change org style thing that we just want to spread as far as humanly possible uh, for Toronto to get a WNBA team. And we're going to target MLSE. And uh, we're, yeah, we're going to basically uh, make an ongoing Twitter campaign. We've decided what we're going to do. So this will be coming out hopefully in the next month. Uh, if you do listen to this podcast, we can use all the help we can get. It's very important to... Uh, give women this platform and to have more basketball in the city and to have a bunch of young girls growing up, knowing that they can play professional basketball. Uh, and, uh, yeah. I think Toronto can carry it. We can like carry Toronto. it. Yeah. We can do it. It's like the best, right? uh, one of the best, uh, cities. We have the infrastructure. Like, we, yeah. we, we have we, everything. We right. And I, I mean, it's been proven that if MLSC gets behind something, it's going to be a success when it comes and, to and sports. They've recently I mean, purchased look, the Argos. Look at the like, TFC. Like, TFC, Argos, mm. Leafs, uh, Raptors, Marlies, 905. And so much of the growth in sports in the city has been from women attending events. Like, yes. Especially like the Jays back like two years ago. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, back before all the horrible things that, <laughs> that uh, you, uh, you know, Asuna did. Yes. And uh, uh, homophobic things that uh-huh. uh, Kevin Pollard, Pollard said. Uh, you know, there was a lot of support before people realized who baseball players are <laughs> as people. Um, but maybe we won't have that in the WNBA. Maybe we'll just have good people. Oh, the WNBA is awesome. Yeah. Anytime there's like uh, anything progressive or a protest, they're the ones who lead the charge. I watched my first, um, I went, a friend of mine. And the basketball is amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's, it's positionless. It's It's really cool. Everyone can shoot. There's so many amazing things about the WNBA. Sorry. It's fun to watch. I I cut one. I mean, I watched, uh, my first, uh, uh, women's college game, uh, uh, university of, uh, Canadian game, uh, friend of mine's the assistant coach. And it was like a total blast to watch. Yeah, man. Just a different way of like, totally. Yeah. Um, Peter, were you going to say something? No, I was just uh, uh, here, 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 That's here, what here. I was say. Let's do it. Okay. It shall be done. Um, wow. everyone, <laughs> thanks so much for listening to uh Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Go to iTunes, subscribe, um, rate, rate, you know, if you would write a review, I oh, we'd love that. Yeah. All the other podcasters well, eventually, yeah, say that gonna, that matters. We're going to have uh, a mugs eventually. If you write yeah, a review, oh, maybe you'll get a mug. If you write a review, <laughs> a mug is coming at you. Okay. That's a guarantee. I'll, I'll look at a mug website. That's for sure. Um, if it's a bad review, you can give them all of Matt's old mug. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. If it's a bad review, guess what? You're getting an unpersonalized mug. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, Matt McCready, you got anything going on? Sure. Uh, you you know always what? do. But I'll just 
just yeah. plug uh, the thing I always plug when I come on here. I do a show every single Friday night at the Social Capital Theater on the third floor whenever we're not doing a New Year's Eve bash for uh, Confederacy of Dunks. Yeah. It's called $15 Beer Beer Comedy Show. It's $15. You get two tall cans of old tomorrow, or you can pay $5 and just attend the show in a sober mind. Mm-hmm. Matt's shows are amazing. Everyone should go. Even if you don't live near SoCap, go. They're yep. fantastic. Yep. Um, Fly in. Peter, you, you, do you I got, got anything? Yeah this, yeah, this happened last time. You know what I have going on right now? What's that? Um, uh, Diapers? Screaming child. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Colicky. Um, I, have, I have a Twitter. Did you say colicky? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what a screaming child is? is? No, child, not every yeah. child that screams is colicky. He, he's not Jeez, colicky. He's kids. just an asshole. <laughs> Figure this shit out. Yeah. Sorry, Peter. No, he, he's, a, he's a nice boy. But um, <laughs> I have a Twitter. It's my name. I got such a weirdly fucking spelled name. Yeah. Peter Meyer, but it's P-E-D-E-R-J-M-Y-H-R. There's an at before that. Yeah, but people got to want to find you, you know? That's true. And we'll post it, obviously. Sure. That's it. Yeah. Duncan? Yeah. You going anywhere? You firing that air gun? Oh, yeah. I think I'm about ready to put the air gun away for the year. And <laughs> That's <sounds> pretty sad. <laughs> um, okay, uh, don't worry about Matt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he'll be all right, I swear. Matt laughed. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Matt laughed. This must be good. Um, cool. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast, everyone. Um, our listenership has been growing, and we really, really appreciate it. And thank you. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball? There it is. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.